the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise, everything doing about the good, sir. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. This is going to be the first weekend uh, with meaningful, meaningful football for the next, what, uh, six months, Lundy. Because uh, we got college action. Of course, we got the NFL preseason wrapping up. So let's sit back, uh, you know, pour yourself a fine glass of Añejo, ice cold and neat. Sip it, enjoy some salty snacks, kick off the shoes, and let's make some money, shall we? And before we get to some of the college football selections here in this week zero, let's address another one of these matchup bets. Uh, available at DraftKings Sportsbook. And this is also the subject of our Twitter poll today, which you can vote right now, at Noisy Huevos. And if you want to submit a comment, I will share it at the end of the pod, along with the poll results. Which NFC East wide receiver will have more receiving yards this season? Your options, Terry McLaurin at minus 115, or Amari Cooper at minus 115. And oh my God, am I windmill slam dunking on Terry McLaurin in this head-to-head matchup, Lundy. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick, slight upgrade uh, from what he had last season, a quarterback with uh, Dwayne Haskins and Taylor Heineke and alligator Alex Smith. So, you know, I think ultimately that McLaurin, uh, he could dwarf Amari Cooper by 20 to 30 targets this year. And a player last season ranked outside the top 70 in catchable target rate. And Ryan Fitzpatrick was quarterback 12 and nine starts last year for the Miami Dolphins and adjusted completion percentage. So with the upgrade there, knowing his spectacular skill set overall, the high volume, which is going to be crank, is really the only players that are going to siphon off considerable action. Uh, Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, and maybe the rookie Diami Brown. I think it's all systems go, and it's going to be pedal to metal for McLaurin this season. So easily, he will outpace Amari Cooper, who has never hit 1,200 yards uh, in receiving yards in a season this year. And just to give you a little bit more background, some of the respected prognosticators that I follow uh, here in the industry, Jeff Ratcliffe of the Rant Podcast, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network, has got him. Uh, McLaurin for a 1,196 yards. Uh, meanwhile, he's got Amari Cooper for 1,062. Mike Clay of ESPN fame, 1,272 for Scary Terry and just 1066 for Cooper. And fantasy football today, the most conservative of the trio, still has McLaurin edging him out 1,152 to 1,108. So fade or follow my emphasized pick on Terry McLaurin. More receiving yards than Amari Cooper, minus 115 at DraftKings. I like how you say that Fitzpatrick is a slight upgrade, (laughs) slight upgrade, Brad. That's like me trading in my first car ever, a 1978 Datsun 5'10 hatchback, Uh, lovely, a lovely olive green uh, and trading it in for a for a freaking like souped up. Give me the Raptor edition Ford F-150. Okay. Yeah. Fitz is going to completely change how that team (laughs) operates. Just having his presence there, just the beard itself, oh, gives off this aura, Brad. They are going to be in a much better position. And Amari Cooper, you know me. I don't trust him. No, no, because uh, you shouldn't trust him with Grandma's Fine China, uh, maybe Grandpa's Ashes, uh, or your baby. uh, Because chances are he is going to put all those on the ground and potentially cause bodily harm. 
So, or uh, mental scarring, whatever the case may be. So I'm with you there. Uh, you know, I, I, no dissing of Amari Cooper, you know, speaking objectively here. I mean, he's going to see a sizable volume, but you got CeeDee Lamb there. You got Michael Gallup. Blake Jarwin's going to be active in the past game and Zeke Elliott. I mean, for McLaurin, I, I mean, it's just a clear path to be in the alpha in this entire system. So, again, we'll share the Twitter poll results later on, along with some of your commentary. With that, on this Freaky Friday edition, let's get to it with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lundy, let's start off with a bang out of the box in Major League Baseball. And I ain't messing around. I ain't playing, folks. It's a Friday. I'm ready to party. I got a fantasy football draft here at Casa Day Evans. 14-teamer. Salary cap slash auction style. I got to get the house prepped, and I got to stock up on booze. So uh, let's make a little cash money in the process. Three-leg money line parlay in Major League Baseball. Give me the socks. Uh, with uh, Dallas Keuchel, all the bump in the crosstown rivalry against the Cubs. Give me the Phillies uh, with Aranola on the mound going up against the dreadful Arizona Diamondbacks. And give me Tampa Bay facing the Baltimore Orioles and the always generous Matt Harvey. If you look at the White Sox, 42-23 and 23 at home. They are 3-0 and against the Cubs straight up this season. Cubs, meanwhile, an embarrassing 12-27 record win-loss record after the All-Star break. Meanwhile, Arizona, not much better. They've only won 17 road games this season, so uh, that definitely puts the advantage into the column of NOLA and the Philadelphia Phillies. And the Baltimore, uh, they just snapped a 19-game losing streak, Lundy. They are 12-25 and win-loss after the All-Star break, and we know that Tampa's been rolling all season. So if all those hit, Sox, Moneyline, Phillies money line, Tampa Bay money line, plus 188 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Are you going to tail me? I'm impressed with you kicking off a Friday with a three-legger. You don't usually go the full three, Brad. You usually stop at the two, uh, unlike your drinking habits, by the way. Uh, So you (laughs) normally stop off at a two-legger, but I actually – I really like this one. I like the Philly call. I think Philly actually might even be one that you could take on the run line with this one. But again, if you're putting together multiple legs like this, sometimes you don't want to jump in on the run lines. You want to just take the simple money line, take that plus. I like the plus 188 payday uh, for the Sox the Phillies and the Rays to be able to get it done here as we roll through a Friday really full slate of baseball three leg money line parlay to start off the pod hells yes that just happened number four all right let's move on and let's stick on the diamond and polar bear Pete is gonna maul the competition and he's gonna knock in a run give me an RBI at plus 120 pull this one as well from DraftKings Sportsbook Uh, He's going up against the Washington Nationals, uh, who have been willful, to say the least, after they sold off the entire team. Uh, All the meaningful pieces, all the meaningful chips have been dispersed elsewhere, and as a result, they have struggled mightily since the All-Star break. Paolo Espinosa, or Espino? Espino. I I can't even pronounce a guy's last name. I don't even know who the hell he is. Is taking the ball for this Nats team. All I know is Espino has got a 4.67 ERA as a starter this season. And Polar Bear Pete swiping the claw on Washington this year. 417 batting average, four homers, six RBIs, and a 1.345 OPS against the Nats. And not only that, he's got nine RBIs over the last 15 days. So, fade or follow, Petey Alonzo knocks in a run, plus 120 at DraftKings. 
I like these RBI ones, and I, part of the reason I like it, I was talking about with our first pick about the, the full slate of the MLB today. There are a uh, little teaser, ooh, just a little tickle of what's coming up here in bonus time. There are a lot of runs that are going to be scored in the games today. So if there was ever a day that you were going to do the to score a run, to get an RBI, things like that, today's the day to do it. There, I'm telling you, there are going to be runs scattered across the entire MLB today, and I am with you on Pete Alonso being one of them oh polar bear pete for a whole pile of pennies that's a lot of peas number three all right let's go to the nfl preseason slate and you know everybody's sitting for the most part lundy I, i'm gonna stay away from 99.9 percent of the action with the exception of this one wager and that is new england going up against the new york giants and i'm gonna lay the three here on the patriots minus 110 at FanDuel. Uh, why? Well, Mac Jones has everything to play for, you know, due to the snafu that Cam Newton had in terms of COVID protocols. Uh, it was all Mac Jones uh, lining up with the first team this week, and I think he is going to get the start. We don't know for sure this game being played on a Sunday, but more than likely he's going to see at least extensive action at a minimum. And he has been absolutely impressive uh, when he's been on the field here in this preseason, completing 68.4% of his attempts for 233 yards. This is a chance for him to secure the starting gig. And I think Jones, uh, given how well and efficient he performed in 11-on-11s this week in practice, uh, I think he is going to have a carpe diem moment, man, and seize it. Uh, Again, he played for Alabama last year. He has played on a big stage. This is nothing for him at all. You know, this is a a low-level bar stage at some dive you know, for your first gig, and I think he is going to, you know, come out and shine, and the spotlight's going to be cast on him, and he is going to ultimately be named the week one starter. So as a result, uh, knowing with all that to play for, and Cam Newton, too, has a lot to play for as well because he's still trying to vie for this starting job. I think New England, who beat the brakes off Philadelphia 35 to nothing, covered against Washington in their first preseason game 22 to 13, three consecutive covers who says the hoodie doesn't care about the preseason lundy again give me the patriots minus three minus one ten of fanduel fade or follow finally something to play for in the middle of the preseason yes this i'm with you this is actually the only game that i give a crap about this weekend uh from a betting standpoint it's not that i might not be paying attention to some of the other games maybe some of those fringe guys that are trying to make it onto the 53 but uh, from a betting standpoint, I think this is the only one that you can play with because I just don't know what to expect from a lineup standpoint with everybody else. New England will have something to play for. Mac Jones, without a doubt, has something to play for trying to prove himself. So I'll go ahead and lay the three. Let's see New England get it done. And yes, after years and years of ho-hum, we have Tom Brady. Who cares? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Belichick actually has something he's got to be concerned about this time. So I'm with you. Let's roll with this one. Take New England minus three. Stick around for our top plays in college football. Yes, week zero is upon us. Plus, bonus time. Number two. All right, Lundy, let's get to the junior circuit and talk about those college kids. Uh, You have one uh, right now attending the University of Illinois. We're going to get to a pick of my finding a line. I may or may not be in attendance because uh, heat, humidity. That's all I got to say. And when there's beer, I could have like uh, two adult beverages and maybe pass out in the stands at Memorial Stadium. Uh, But again, we'll get to a selection in that game against Nebraska here in a second. But let's focus on the afternoon contest between UCLA and my fighting rainbow warriors of Hawaii. Uh, This game being played in Southern California. 
And no way in hell can I see the Bruins covering the 18. Give me Hawaii plus 18. Yes, the fighting Timmy Changs in this game. Minus 120 is the juice of DraftKings. If you shop around, pretty much every other book's got it at 17 and a half. So I'm willing to pay up, uh, get that extra hook in there um, at DraftKings at that minus 120. Uh, you know, for Todd Graham's club, it's a little bit different style than what we've seen previously with Hawaii football. You know, it's not the spread it out, run and shoot, June Jones, we're going to throw it 65 times a game and play zero defense. Todd Graham has flipped the script. Uh, this is a more balanced approach overall and a very good and underestimated defensive club. Siobhan Cordero is the starting quarterback and a premier dual threat in nine games last season for Hawaii. A 14-6 to touchdown interception split over 2,000 passing yards. Uh, that split was through the air on the ground. It was 487 yards and seven rushing TDs. Again, in just nine games, I mentioned this defense highlighted uh, by the DB Cortez Davis, who makes up a stiff secondary. Yes, a stiff secondary applies to Hawaii. And look, they're a Mountain West contender. Let's be real. They got a really good shot of winning that conference, which is usually quality football. And UCLA, under the old chipster, Mr. Kelly, 0-6 and and non-conference play. 18 points, Lundy. It's puzzling. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm willing to lay the minus 120 at DraftKings. Fade or follow. I'm just so happy to have college football to bet on. I'm just, I'm so giddy. Like next weekend, my Oregon State Beavers will get their asses kicked by Purdue. And I'm just so excited about it. Uh, yeah, let's get into week zero here. Just a handful of games. And we'll, as you mentioned, we'll talk Illinois here in a second. I think Hawaii can cover this one. Um, I, I, I just, I, I think it's too many points. I think you're right. I just think to be able to get started week zero, still kind of feeling some things out. Hawaii's a little better than people think. Uh, 18 is too much. Does UCLA win? Yes, they win. But I just think 18 points is too many. Let's go ahead and and snag that and you're right it's good to be able to shop around find that little extra half point you never know when that's going to benefit you mahalo for the money number one all right let's get to my i l l hit me lundy i n yeah, that's right. Uh, you're an honorary fan now because, again, you're paying the university uh, actually an arm and all three legs. So yes. congratulations on that. Uh, but yes, I need to hit multiple, multiple, multiple parlays. <laughs> you uh, need another 13-legger take... times yep. 10, I think, yep. to make up sure for do. your depleted bank account as a result of your son getting a high-quality education at the University of Illinois, and they are going to educate the visiting Nebraska Cornhuskers, yes, in the first Big Ten opener for Illinois since 1995 when I was in attendance, and they got their asses kicked by Michigan like 35-14. to 14. But uh, that is long in the past. They're going to make up for it in this new era under Brett Bielema. Lovey Smith now the uh, defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. And I'm going to take Illinois and a team that's getting seven points at home. A home dog. Rough. Yeah, got to earn their snossages. Minus 110 at DraftKings. Here are the keys for Illinois. Uh, to not only cover, but maybe spring the upset win. They got to contain Adrian Martinez, uh, the quarterback for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, a couple of years ago. A guy that was, uh, you know, kind of a dark horse Heisman candidate and one of the ultimate scoring duelists at the collegiate level. Took a step back last year, uh, but we'll see what Illinois can do. Switching from a four-three to a three-four defensive set. They also need to win in the trenches. It's strength on strength. 
uh, really the heart and soul of this Nebraska defense is they're up front along the defensive line, bottling up and containing the run and the outstanding gap assignments that they usually cover. But Illinois has got a trio of running backs and Brown and Epstein and Hayden uh, that can chip away at this defense. But that is a battle they got to win. They also need to expose the seam uh, with Brandon Peters finding Barber and Ford right up the middle. A pair of very talented tight ends, though, don't have a whole lot of catches uh, to their name over their college careers. And they got to win the turnover of a battle, much like they did last year when they blew out Nebraska, one of the rare blowout wins in the Lovey Smith era. Uh, Nebraska, by the way, 5 and 11 ATS under Scott Frost uh, in openers. So uh, they have not exactly performed particularly well. And I'm talking about openers in the month of September. So over the entire month, including uh, some of the August slates, uh, they have not been covering machines, to say the least. So Illinois, plus seven. I think they got a realistic shot of winning this thing. And I'm saying that with as much objectivity as I possibly can. Lundy, are you with me on the Illini covering fade or follow? Uh, I'm putting a half a unit, Brad, on them to win outright at plus 220. So, yeah, I'll absolutely take the plus seven as well because I think they keep it close. Um, you know, I, I saw somebody made a statement. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll pull this from somebody that was doing a game preview of this one between Nebraska and Illinois that said, I'm not sure Illinois or excuse me. I'm not sure Nebraska should be favored by a touchdown against anyone in the Big Ten. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with well. the way that with the question marks that they have. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. But like I said, I'm actually going to sprinkle a little bit on uh, Illinois on the money line because it would not surprise me after clocking them uh, like they did previously that they don't find a way to be able to pull this one off late. Uh, you know, they got a lot of you talked about it, it's a change in the coaching staff, a change in the defensive scheme. But they brought back. Uh, what four, five of their best defensive players from last year? I yeah, mean, this Hansen, Illinois team highlight. is good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So this is a good defensive team that I think uh, can cause Scott Frost and Nebraska some problems. So yeah, give me the plus seven, but give me just a little sprinkling, just a little spice over there on the side on the money line as well. Yeah. If you want to maximize that money line, go to DraftKings. They have the best odds on the board, plus two twenty for Illinois Ooh. to win straight up. So yes, that is certainly seducing to say the least. Maybe some of these bonus time selections will be too. What else you got for me, Lundy? Uh, I got three of them for you. First of all, in honor of your three-legger that kicked off the uh, podcast, I got a three-legger. We're going to alt total all three of these games. I told you that I'm expecting a lot of runs, but I'm going to bring these particular games down. I'm taking over eight runs in all three of these, Boston and Cleveland, the White Sox and the Cubs, and the Rangers and the Astros. All three of those, if you outline it to over eight runs, you got a plus 238. Uh, also, Brad, you know we like to pick on Mr. Matt Harvey, right? We do. Yes, we, we were, do. <laughs> you, were talking, you were talking about him a little earlier. Uh, so here's what I found, and this is juiced to minus 140, but I think it's a fun one. Matt Harvey to allow a home run and Baltimore to lose. Uh, you can find that at DraftKings nice. at a minus 140. Uh, I'm all over that one. He has given up six home runs in his last four starts, which wow. is the month of August. Uh, it, it, that's gross. Uh, so I think he gives up a long ball, and I th obviously think Baltimore loses. You put those together, you got a minus 140. And I'll throw this out there. Our friends at DraftKings, for a lot of us, have given you a bonus for tomorrow's college football action if you do a three-legger. So Brad and I have already given you two. Let me give you one more. UTEP. Minus 10 going up against the New Mexico State Aggies. Oh, I like that one quite a bit. I also like uh, the first half uh, in the Fresno game 
as well. I think it's minus 16. So if you want to make it a four-legger and, you know, try to, again, pay off your college kids' debts <laughs> like Lundy, uh, by all means. Brad, that'll, cover, uh, that'll cover two textbooks and maybe one meal. <laughs> That's about it. And, and possibly a bar tab if your kid is of age. Uh, so just something else to toss out there. All right, my bonus time selections. Give me Kevin Gossman. On the over five and a half Ks, I pulled this from DraftKings at minus 125, a little bit higher juice. He's going up against Atlanta. Uh, this was puzzling to me. It should not be this low. Gossman has been over this 17 to 25 starts, and he has been spectacular on the road of the 1.70 ERA Atlanta middle of the pack over the last 30 days and K rate at number 19. Uh, meanwhile, how could we possibly fade the New York Yankees? All we have to do is follow them to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because they could continue to win, Lundy. 12 straight now. I'm going to take him on the money line at plus 110 in Oakland. Garrett Cole going up against Sean Manea out west. And Cole, he has been magnificent this month. A 0.77 ERA, 3.45 road ERA on the season. Sean Manea has been slapped around, meanwhile, over the second half of the season with a 5.66 ERA. And not only the Yankees have covered uh, the money line, meaning winning in 12 consecutive, they've covered the run line in 10 of those 12 games, Lundy. So I think that streak adds to the overall output there. And then with that, it is almost a wrap on this edition of the Faith of Noise podcast because we got Paul results, Paul results, Paul results. Uh, which NFC East wide receiver will have more receiving yards this season? Pulled this one from DraftKings. Terry McLaurin or Amari Cooper, minus 115 either way. We had 643 votes cast. And the winner, convincingly, it is Terry McLaurin, 87.1% to just 12.9% for Amari Cooper. Uh, I, you know, I would follow the masses here, folks. Uh, I think this one, uh, provided these guys stay healthy, uh, should be some easy cash money. Rob, at Big Papa Pump City, uh, or O-L-Y, I should say, at the end of it, says, uh, Terry McLaurin is going to have a nice season. I want to try the cake, says on Twitter. It, it has to be Terry McLaurin's because of CD and MG in Dallas, and AC is nasty. A whole lot of initials uh, there that he was throwing at me. CD as in CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, uh, siphoning off a lot of those targets for Amari Cooper, and that is the reason why he is tailing Terry McLaurin. And with that, let the love juice flow. The weekend is about to begin. We got meaningful football. I love it. Uh, before we get out of here, please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until a hungover Monday, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.